Hello and welcome to the Golden Wheel Tavern. There has been quite the hubbub since you were last here. The local noble has been deposed and overthrown by the people, who then placed their favorite leader in the same position of power. Unfortunately, some of the underlings and right-hand men to the previous noble had somehow managed to stick around. So only the fates know what may come of their reign, or just how short it may be. It's quite stressful to try to keep up with all the nobles' machinations, let alone their deposition. Some days, I wish I could abandon this tavern and go live in some closed-off society. You know what? We're going to discuss the elves today, as they're an elegant and courteous people. Elves are slender and graceful people of otherworldly grace. They tend to have lithe frames, standing from well under five feet tall to just about six feet. With being slightly shorter than humans, and so thin, they tend to weigh less as well, from about 100 pounds to 145 pounds. Males and females rarely vary too much in height, and men may only be slightly heavier than the women. Their skin color has a wide and colorful range, encompassing the entire spectrum of human skin, alongside even more fantastic shades, such as a copper, bronze, and even a bluish white. Their hair can also have incredible shades of green or blue, and their eyes can reflect light like a pool of gold or silver. They typically lack body hair, and you would be very hard to find an elf with facial hair. This elegant form extends into their clothes as well, as they favor fine clothes with bright colors and simple yet beautiful jewelry. Elves have extraordinary long lifespans. They can live well over 700 years, which gives them an extremely broad and removed perspective from events that shorter-lived races might be more troubled by. Small events and happenstance will rarely flap or fluster an elf, as they are more likely to simply allow it to roll off their backs. They respond to petty insults with indifference. While they typically remain aloof in regards to small events, they can be extremely focused and unable to be deterred when pursuing a goal, such as an adventure, or learning a new skill, art, or language. They do not rush these pursuits, though, as they have plenty of time, which they also take in regards to making friends or enemies. They are slow to create a bond with another, either as friends or foes, and they are even slower to forget anyone who they have made this connection with. They are also very slow to forget any grave insults against them, usually meeting them with a grand but slow vengeance. Elves have a great ability for diplomacy, coming from a society of grace. They will typically try to resolve conflicts before resorting to any sort of violence, seeking a compromise or deal first. They will even resort to retreating to their woodland homes from invaders, confident in their ability to simply wait them out. 
This avoidance of conflict is not a sign of weakness in the elves, though. They are not pushovers. When the need for violence is required, the elves are fierce people with a strong martial culture, wielding the bow and sword with great dexterity and skill, and their long lifespans granting them great wisdom and experience regarding strategy. They quite often wield magic in order to strike at their foes, or use it in order to improve both their life and the lives of their fellow kind. Elves typically live in small, elusive villages in woodland and forest settings. They are typically self-sufficient in these woods. They hunt the woodland beasts, forage foods from the plants they grow around them, and even farm their own vegetables. Their skill and magic allows them to sustain themselves like this without needing to do the work of clearing the land or plowing fields. This skill and magic extend to their artistry as well, allowing them to craft incredibly beautiful and intricate pieces of art. They weave clothes of fine silk with a grand craftsmanship that is utterly mind-blowing. This craftsmanship is one of the few reasons why the typical elf might encounter outsiders, making a living by trading furnished goods, including these artworks, for raw materials, including metals, that they have no interest in mining. An elf found outside of their community is typically a traveling performer, such as a minstrel, or gymnast, an artist, or they may be a sage in search of knowledge unavailable in their homelands. Human nobles are often willing to pay steep prices or even compete for the honor of having an elf instruct them and their children for generations in magic and swordplay. An elf will typically be driven to adventure to an intense wanderlust. Since they are so long-lived, especially in comparison to other races, they can enjoy centuries of adventure and discovery. They can start their adventuring life with one group of people and end their adventures with their children or grandchildren. They may even see the great-grandchildren of some of the first people they adventured with. This Long-term adventuring lets them set their pace for growth and development, which may be far slower than that of humans or halflings who have shorter lifespans. Elves will typically avoid the societies of especially short-lived races, as they may be structured and regimented from day to day, but they still change greatly over the course of a decade. As they take up the adventuring to avoid this change and be able to set their own pace, they can spend as much time as they need to harness and perfect their skills and their martial prowess, or go on grand quests to achieve greater magical power. They can be found getting caught up in the events of shorter-lived societies, though, sometimes joining an oppressed people's fight against tyranny becoming a leader among the rebels. Sometimes an elf can be found championing a moral cause, 
a shining light in the darkness. These causes can be how an elf truly gets themselves into adventure, seeking to bring this cause and the boon it brings to all. Elves are given a name at birth that they hold on to until they declare themselves adults, which occurs sometimes after they have reached their 100th year. Those who knew the elf before they declared themselves an adult may continue to call them by the name their parents had given to them as a child. This is not something everyone who has learned the elf's child name has the right to do, though. Only those who actually knew the elf, or else it is disrespectful to not use the name they had chosen for themselves when they became an adult. When an elf chooses their adult name, it is a unique creation by the elf. Although they may take elements or themes from names of those that they respect or other family members. Every elf also has a family name, which is typically a few elvish words combined together. Some elves will take their name and translate it into common when interacting with the common folk, but this is not always the case with many elves keeping their names in the original Elvish, no matter who they are around. Elves will typically share a few defining traits, such as their lights and lithe form, granting them an almost supernatural dexterity. They gain a boost to their dexterity score of 2. Their walking speed is 30 feet, which is the typical speed of creatures their size, which is a medium size. As they are accustomed to the twilight forests and groves, with very little light while hunting under the night sky, they have superior vision in the dark and dim conditions. Being able to see in dim light for 60 feet as though it were bright light, and seeing in darkness as though it were dim light. In dim light, they can only detect shades of gray though, unable to determine color without sufficient light. As they are blessed with such a long lifespan, they have a knack for noticing the changes in the world around them, even from moment to moment. This knack grants them proficiency in the perception skill. Elves have an otherworldly ancestry, having fey blood in their family tree. This little bit of fey grants them certain boons, making them much harder to charm, having advantage on all saving throws against being charmed, and no magic can put an elf to sleep. In fact, elves don't need to sleep at all. When they rest for the day, they go into a semi-conscious state, a deep meditation, similar to a trance. While an elf does this, they go through complex mental exercises that become reflexive as they grow. These exercises form a dreamlike state for the elf without the full-on unconsciousness of other races. When an elf finishes these four hours of rest, they gain the same benefits as other races do from eight hours of rest. An elf will know two languages at least, typically those being common and elvish. Elvish is a soft and fluid language, 
with complex structures and intricate rules of grammar, alongside subtle and soft intonations. Their literature is varied and beautiful, and their songs and poems are typically honored and relished in other cultures and races. Many bards learn this language just to be able to add elvish songs and poems to their repertoire. As elves are such a long-lived race, their history is extremely complex, and they have their fair share of divides in their culture throughout the past. This has created eight separate sub-races of elves. These eight sub-races are the High Elves, the Wood Elves, the Drow, the Eladrin, the Shadarkai, the Sea Elves, the Mark of Shadow Elves, and the Pallid Elves. The High Elves are an elegant and high-class people. They have a keen mind and have a grip on the basics of magic, as their culture takes great pride in their ingenuity and intelligence, especially regarding the arcane. Sometimes they may come off as haughty and stuck up, especially High Elves who have not interacted with other races on a regular basis. But one may also find elves who are far more friendly and common. As these elves have a mind meant for studying magic, they have an innate intelligence that grants them a bonus to their intelligence score of 1. With their keen mind, a high elf learns quickly and gains potent knowledge. They learn one cantrip from an early age from the wizard spell list. They use their intelligence as the spellcasting modifier for this cantrip. They also learn an additional language in their studies. High elves take pride in their martial skill and training, and so from a young age, a high elf is taught how to wield a longsword, a short sword, a short bow, and a longbow getting proficiency with all these weapons. Wood elves have keener senses than their fellow elves, an intuition for survival, granting them a bonus to their wisdom score of 1. Their fleet feet can carry them nimbly through the forest in which they typically dwell. Their walking speed is 35 feet rather than the typical 30. This grace through the forest also grants them an improved ability to conceal themselves, allowing them to attempt to hide even while they are only lightly obscured by foliage, heavy rain, snow, mist, or other natural phenomena. They have the same pride in martial training as the High Elves, granting them proficiency in longswords, shortswords, shortbows, and longbows. Drow are descended from an early sub-race. Some histories tell of them being exiled after they turned to worshipping Lolth, a goddess of evil. For whatever reason it was that drove them out, it also drove them underground, in the deep cavern and catacombs known as the Underdark. Drow build large winding complexes down in this dark and have become accustomed to this darkness. Drow have a strong presence and a powerful personality. 
and so they gain a bonus to their charisma score of 1. As they are accustomed to the dark, they have exceptional dark vision, even more so than their counterparts. Their dark vision has a range of 120 feet, rather than the normal 60-foot range of most elves. This extra range comes with a disadvantage, though, as they are particularly sensitive to sunlight, getting disadvantage on any perception check that relies on sight or any attack where the target of either the check or the attack is in direct sunlight, or the drow themselves is in direct sunlight. Drow are inherently magical, gaining the Dancing Lights cantrip. At character level 3, they gain the ability to cast the spell Fairy Fire, and they can cast Darkness at 5th level. Both can only be cast once using this trait per long rest. A Drow uses their Charisma as the spellcasting ability for these spells. As Drow are still Elves, they also get training with some weapons, but their selection is slightly different from that of the Wood or High Elves. The Drow will train and gain proficiency in rapiers, short swords, and hand crossbows. The Eladrin are a subrace of Elves that were typically born in the Feywild, a land of intense beauty, powerful emotion, and boundless magic. This combination of emotion, magic, and beauty all coalesce in the Eladrin in the shape of their forms. An Eladrin will have four different appearances, each one reminiscent of a season. Each of these four tend to align with an emotion or personality, and an Eladrin will, after their meditation, take on a season to express through their form for the day. An Eladrin wearing the aspects of autumn carries an air of goodwill and charity, as autumn is a time of plenty, the time of harvest. If they take on the aspect of winter, they may be contemplative and full of sorrow, as the year's colorful shades and vibrant energy have all retreated to await the arrival of spring, a season of celebration and change, as the energies return from their winter slumber. Summer, with its bold sun and harsh heats, is a terrifying cloak for an Eladrin, who will harness the unfettered energies of summer. As an Eladrin's personality is powerful enough to change their physical appearance, they get a bonus to their charisma score of 1. As a bonus action, an Eladrin can harness fey magics to teleport themselves up to 30 feet away to an unoccupied space that they can see. They can only do this once per rest, though. When they reach third level, their fey step gains an additional trait based on what season that the Eladrin is representing when they use this ability. If their face step requires a saving throw, the DC is 8 plus the Eladrin's proficiency bonus plus their charisma modifier. In the trappings of autumn, an Eladrin can attempt to charm two creatures within 10 feet of them after they teleport, which the creatures have to make a wisdom saving throw against. This charm 
lasts for up to a minute or until the Eladrin or any of their companions deal damage to the creatures. While carrying the weight of the winter snow on their mind, an Eladrin can select a creature within 5 feet of them before they teleport and force it to make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails, it is frightened of the Eladrin until the start of the Eladrin's next turn, unable to move any closer to them. The beautiful chaos of spring, bringing things anew, is contained within the Eladrin's spring face step, bringing their allies to new places. They can touch one creature within five feet of them when they use their face step. The creature, if they are willing, teleports instead of the Eladrin, instantly transported to a spot within 30 feet of the Eladrin that the Eladrin can see. An Eladrin bursting with the fiery energy of the summer sun can call forth this burning light when they step, dealing fire damage to each creature of their choice within 5 feet of them immediately after they step. This damage is equal to the Eladrin's Charisma modifier. The Shadar Kai are a dark reflection of the Eladrin, born and existing in the Shadowfell, a place of darkness and horror, almost devoid of emotion, which is reflected in the Shadar Kai's apathy. While the Eladrin are bursting with emotion, the Shadar Kai are essentially emotionless. They are a hardy subrace, getting a bonus to their constitution score of 1. As they exist in a land of darkness and death, they have a resistance to that rotting decay that may take some others under its grip, having a resistance to necrotic damage. Shadar Kai also get a similar ability to the Eladrin in regards to a 30-foot teleport as a bonus action, but the Shadar Kai can only teleport in this manner once per long rest, rather than once per any rest. At third level, they can channel their apathy and uncaring nature into their teleport, using it to protect themselves afterwards. After they teleport using this trait, they gain resistance to all damage until the start of their next turn. While this resistance is in effect, they appear translucent and ghostly. A small subrace of elves fell in love with the beauty of the sea early on in the timeline of the race as a whole. They split off and learned how to navigate the depths and currents of the oceans of the worlds they inhabit. They live in small communities in ocean shallows or in the elemental plane of water as they have to survive in the depths, competing against the beasts that lurk in the depths, they are a hardy folk, getting a bonus to their constitution score of 1. They train at an early age to wield the weapons necessary to hunt in the depths of the oceans, gaining proficiency with the spear, trident, light crossbow, and net. They can also speak the elemental language of water, giving them an ability to communicate with intelligent creatures who have a strong connection with water. A sea elf's adaptation for life in the ocean isn't merely in training, though. 
A sea elf has a natural swimming speed of 30 feet, and they can breathe both air and water. They can also communicate simple ideas to any beast that has an innate swimming speed with gestures and sounds. Elves are already inherently magical, with a hint of fey ancestry in their bloodline, but some elves have a mark of magic passed down through their lineage as well. This mark, known as a mark of shadow, grants the elf an increased ability to deceive and avoid detection. The increased ability to deceive comes in the form of a bonus to their charisma score of 1, and they gain a bonus to any persuasion checks they make that use their charisma. When they make that check, or a stealth check, that uses their dexterity, they can roll an additional d4 and add the number rolled to their total of the check. They also gain inherent spells, learning the minor illusion cantrip, and gaining the ability to cast the invisibility spell once per long rest, using their charisma modifier as the spell casting ability for both of these spells. If a Mark of Shadow Elf takes an interest in a spellcasting class, they gain an expanded spell list to choose from when preparing or learning new spells. The spells are almost all themed around deception and stealth, which fits very well with their abilities. The Pallid Elves are a subrace who have recently emerged from their groves, their homes, which made up their entire world. Their skin is as pale as the moon, and they have a curiosity that keeps their senses sharp and keeps them always investigating the world around them. This appears in the form of a bonus to their wisdom score of 1. They also gain advantage on any investigation checks that use their intelligence, and any insight checks that use their wisdom. Pallid elves also have a connection with the moon, and they gain some magic from this connection. They gain the light cantrip, allowing them to grant an item the ability to shed a pale light. At third level, they can cast the sleep spell, and at fifth level, they can cast the invisibility spell targeting themselves. Both of these spells can be cast only once between long rests, and the Pallid Elf uses their Wisdom as the spell-casting ability. Elves are a complex and graceful people, with an otherworldly and elegant air about them. Their combat abilities can be complex and intricate, with Mark of Shadow Elves making wonderful rogues, as do Wood Elves. Wood Elves also make excellent rangers. Drow and Eldrin can make Utterly potent warrocks, bards, or sorcerers, and Shadarkai and Sea Elves can make interesting barbarians or frontline fighters. A High Elf makes a great wizard or artificer. The Bladesinger wizard subclass is typically restricted to elves already, which makes it a wonderful choice. Pallid Elves, alongside Wood Elves, make wondrous clerics and druids. All elves have a knack for being nimble and light though, so they can fit many roles while still being difficult to hit. Elves are studious and elegant. 
They are a complex people with many subdivisions that tell of their long lives and vast history. Take some time and look into your own history. Figure out where you came from, as it carries a lot of weight. I'd like to thank you for listening, and I ask you to rate us highly on whatever channel you're using to listen. If you want to follow this on Twitter, check out at the Tavern Keep and tweet about us using hashtag Tavern Keep. If you want to support this project, other than sharing it on social media, you can check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash the Tavern Keeps Guide. I'm Ryan, and this has been the Tavern Keeps Guide. Thank you, and make sure to tip the bottom aids. <laughs>